Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Why are you you? Do you even know who you are? By now, we should all understand how we biologically were created. You know, when a daddy and a mommy love each other very much, and they hug real close, and then nine months later, you come out of mommy's tummy. Or at least that's what I've been told. But is that the only way that we are created? The idea of how humans evolve and learn is quite debatable. Is it through nature that we have a set idea of life, and our genetics help us sail through the waves of that life, learning to navigate every single day? Or are we a product of how we were nurtured, where and how we grew up? Does the environment we walk through always change who we are? So that's the questions today. Strap in, kiddos. I'm Lee White, and this is the Happy Social Experiment. Okay, deep breath. Here we go. One, two, three. Happy. Feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. Social. An informal social gathering, especially one organized by the members of a particular club or group. Needing companionship and therefore best suited to living in communities. Experiment. A scientific procedure undertaken to make a discovery, test a hypothesis, or demonstrate a known fact. This is the happy social experiment. Nature refers to all the genes and hereditary factors that influence who we are, from our physical appearance to our personality characteristics. Nurture refers to all the environmental variables that impact who we are, including our early childhood experiences, upbringing, social relationships, and the surrounding culture. Which one has contributed to making you who you are? 
1690, John Locke wrote an essay concerning human understanding. Within the essay, Locke specifically criticizes the claim of an innate idea of God that is universal to humanity. Now, Locke's view was harshly criticized in his own time. Anthony Ashley Cooper, the third Earl of Shaftesbury, complained that by denying the possibility of any innate ideas, Locke threw all order and virtue out of the world. Now, by the 19th century, the predominant perspective was contrary to Locke's, tending to focus more on instinct. Some have argued that humans have more instincts than animals and that greater freedom of action results from having more psychological instincts, not fewer. The question of innate ideas or instincts was necessary for discussing free will and moral philosophy. In the 20th century, this argument was inverted since some philosophers argued that evolution of human behavior traits forces us to concede that there is no foundation for ethics. In contrast, others created ethics as a field of valid statements in complete isolation from evolutionary considerations. Is mental illness due to genes or the environment? Now, both genes and environmental factors can contribute to a person developing a mental illness. Research finds that a significant part of the variation in the risk for psychiatric conditions, such as autism, anxiety disorders, depression, and schizophrenia, can be attributed to the genetic differences. But not all of that risk is genetic in life experiences. Abuse or neglect may also affect the risk of mental illness based on one's genetics. They might be more affected by environmental effects than others. Like other psychological characteristics, personality is part heritable. Research suggests less than half the difference between people on personality traits can be attributed to genes. Non-genetic factors appear to be responsible for an equal or more significant portion of personality differences between individuals. Some theorize that the social roles people adopt and invest in are among the more critical non-genetic factors in personality development. The socially determined actions of an individual can be influenced by forces that control the flow of ideas. By creating an ideology within the society of, an, of the individual, the individual's actions and reactions to stimuli are predetermined to adhere to the social rules imposed on him or her. Ideologies can be created using social institutions, such as schools, which have become the terrain upon which contending forces express their social and political interests. Mass media has significant power in shaping the social agenda and framing public opinion to support that plan. We have all seen this, especially within the past four years, past eight years. Now, by creating a social construction of reality, these forces directly create control over the future of individuals who feel like the social construct is natural and unchangeable. Their actions become based on the context of their society, their society has successfully determined their actions. Social determinism can favor a political party's agenda by setting social rules 
so that the individual considers the party's plan to be morally correct. Let's take the George Floyd protest of 2020, for example. Some media, with agendas of her own, publicized the riots as violent and dangerous. What the protests were about was lost because the focus is on the violence. The individual's views on the subject are then directly influenced by the media. Their reactions are predetermined by that social form of control. We have been taught to think that censorship is the main mechanism of how the media uses information as a form of social control. But in fact, what is said and how it is presented is far more potent form of information control. So after doing this research, I sat down with a few of my friends and I said, hey, what influences you guys? And this is what they had to say. Sitting around a table, getting people to expose themselves for snacks and laughs. Alrighty, guys. Uh, on this lovely interview with this group of friends, and I'm proud to call them friends. I really am. I mean, they're they're all beautiful people. Some of them I like more than the other. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but anyway, uh, today's topic is why are you the way you are? Government experiment. Yeah. Some people would say. I don't have know. You ever, I, have you ever really sat down to try and figure out why you are who you are? Like this, oh, I have a therapist for that. Yeah. yeah. Like, legitimately. The <laughs> they don't know yet because I don't let them in on everything. I'm just now getting to the point where I tell them what's going on. <laughs> and so, what's going on? Why are you the way? No. You don't have Why to am I the way? Okay. All right. Short and simple. You want the short and simple? Yeah. I was raised by two inattentive parents. One because they were selfish. The other because they had ADD. Therefore, that's why I am the way I am. Okay. Well, what about you? Uh, you two over on the uh, right hand of me. Left hand of me. Man. I mean, so, like, we were talking the other day, and you were like, man, sometimes I hear the stories about when you were a kid, and then I look at your life now, and it just doesn't make sense. And, yeah, that's kind of the story of my life every day. But part of it was, like, I guess if, you know, in my sitting down to think about it. Like, I, I am equally both of my parents and I think uh, there was like on, on my mother's part in particular like a determination to like let's do better not just like emotionally or like relationship wise but even like come on guys we don't we don't have to be the family that has the fight in the uh, funeral home parking lot. We can do better. <laughs> we can do better. We can do better, totally. 
We could do it inside the part. The, the, the right, the <laughs> We've evolved. Hey, can I can I also add to what I what I said earlier though? Um, because I feel like the first two reasons are maybe more past, and the the more present reason why I am the way I am is because I refuse to let my past determine who I want to be. That's why I'm the way I am. Period. So. Let that be known going forward. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, that that's the like you know what I mean? That's that's where I'm at with that. With that. And I'm talking with therapist about it. <laughs> you should you should talk to me more, I'll save you money. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, you know, I don't want to get on your nerves. <laughs> I know. I thought you were doing cocaine the other day. <laughs> you know, I wish I was. <laughs> In the and, I and, wish I was. Yeah. And by the way, don't do cocaine. Drugs are bad, okay? Just sell it. Don't do it. If, if you're going to do anything, sell it. And don't be one of those drug users or one of those drug dealers that samples. Yeah. Them. That's how you go wrong. Yeah. And you tell me anything, anything on cocaine, I'm like, have you seen me? If there's anything that Miami Vice has taught me, is do not sample the product. <laughs> I watched a fun interview with Don Johnson on Seth Meyers. And he was talking about Miami Vice. And it was fun. <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. That was <laughs> You said Miami Vice. And I knew you guys watched it because it was just, it was fun and enjoyable. And uh, he apparently had a great time making Miami Vice. I just want to say, Ellie, that I fucking love every, every word that comes out of your mouth. Yay! <laughs> But it's like cracks me up and I can't even, I'm just like, I don't even know where it comes. Like you're, you just spit gold like every moment of your existence. I keep telling Joel that I'm hilarious and he hasn't caught on yet. <laughs> Dude, same. Ian doesn't think I'm funny. I'm like, I dude, I'm so I'm funny. Brilliant. So funny. He's just like, mm, you're okay. <laughs> you're just missing it. You're missing out. You know, you're missing out. I don't understand. <laughs> Somebody asked me if I wanted to take the Johnson and Johnson uh, COVID. I said I didn't care if it was a Don Johnson shot. I'd take it to, you know. Yeah, you would. Yeah. I'd roll up my uh, sport coat sleeves and I'd get that thing. <laughs> oh my god. So, anybody else have anything of why they are who they are? Uh, it's uh, it's complicated. Uh, it's, You'd be surprised. Yeah, it's nature <laughs> and nurture, uh, and the willingness to. Uh, accept all of that and push through uh, all the bad stuff which there isn't a lot I mean you've met my family yeah. they're, they're quite a phenomenal family not a single funeral home fight not a one although how, it, how have you managed I was born into it I didn't do anything that's incredible yeah. um, that must oh. be I can't even um, yeah <laughs> yes I'm talking <laughs> um, knowing what my limitations are and where push forward and a lot of times I, I decide you know I'm not any good at that I'm not going to do that which has happened to my last two jobs that I've had I realize I'm not very good at uh, working at a machine shop so uh, I left that job um, I am good at playing guitar but right now I can't do that for a living or be a guitar tech for a living um but 
as far as being who I am. Um, I've never done any drugs ever. So everything I've experienced in life. You've done coding. Have, yeah, coding one time. That was I can't smile. feel my fingers. <laughs> They gave me that for dental work. I don't think that. Yeah, counts. when I had my tonsils taken out, they gave that to me. I'm yeah. In the, I'm in the process of dental work. Oh, bro, I feel you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, four front, brand new front teeth. Um, but uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> the um, I mean, Lee can tell you. I mean, you know, being in a band for all those years, just knowing me for a year. I mean, like, I think that I've evolved quite a bit. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> Since you, when I first met you, you were like a fish just crawling out of the water, and now you're somewhat of a <laughs> now primate. I gotta go to work. <laughs> you're you're at least carrying the you know the spear or whatever. I haven't seen you in the, in the suit, but I've seen you at least at least out of the mud. As I'm getting older, I'm more and more like my dad, but we have like very few things in common um, as far as the things that we're interested in. But mm-hmm. like, the way that he and I approach, um, <laughs> the things that we do are identical from the just on the border of, of hoarding, collective, uh, <laughs> collecting of, of things and the amount of energy and passion that we put into whatever, like whether he's you know, uh, doing archery or bow hunting, or I'm, you know, collecting musical instruments or Superman toys. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It's so weird. And, and, uh, starting five. So like, I never knew my, this is why a lot of it's probably genetics. Cause I never knew my, my dad as, 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 as a person, he was my dad. Um, so as, and as we sort of get old, I get older and I start to realize like I have his sense of humor. I can see it when he occasionally interacts with other people. It's like, that's where I get that. That's where I get that. That's where I get that. That's why, you know, why I'm bad at money. Uh, um, you know, all that, all that stuff it, 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 that that's, you know, genetics versus the things that are taught to me, like how to behave socially and things. Uh, th- those, you know, learn uh, through interacting with other people and how to survive and how my insecurities versus my, uh, the things that I'm, I'm confident at uh, sort of uh, interact with one another. Yeah, I totally understand that, Bernie. Yeah. That makes a, that makes total sense. And then you know, trying to hide, trying to hide that clinical depression from everyone else for years because people think that you know, hey. if you talk about it, you're going to be, you know, like, yeah, that guy right there. <laughs> yeah, like who yeah. here has depression? Well, even normal people have it. Oh, hello. Actually... No, no. Who who here takes medication? Uh, I, mean, I work out. I work oh, out. Yeah. Look at that body. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you work out. Yeah. I buy Yeah, I used to work out and look at myself in the mirror and cry myself to sleep. It didn't just, help my depression at all. Yeah, I just uh, I just plank. Not the not the workout kind, but you know the kind from the early two thousands where you just lay face down on stuff. Yeah, parkour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not parkour. <laughs> parkour. Wait, it is if you say parkour while you're doing it. Yeah. It is, exactly. Yeah. Parkour. Yeah. You say parkour, it's parkour. I plank um, every night. Mm-hmm. I'm a total no, planker. I think, I, oh, I think it makes sense. So it's like nature versus nurture, what you're talking about, though. Because 
I think there are some things that you don't realize about yourself until you get to a certain age maybe and maybe that has something to do with physiological development of your brain and uh yeah sure it is um (laughs) i have a chart (laughs) i'm sure it is (laughs) i know um after 25 things start really getting real um your neural synapses are formed (laughs) yeah and then you can't fucking recreate things you can't they're like yeah there's a whole thing to the old dog new tricks thing but no i think hmm painful process it, it, it yeah you know you ever, watch, you ever watch people like that's why when they like to get kids like at 18 to join the military they're still developing the frontal cord uh mm-hmm. you know, whole frontal, frontal cortex mm-hmm. the lobes the synapses are and they can train them to work under pressure uh how to how to, yep. how to you know basically very moldable at that point you know, because yeah. you are who you are after that point. If you continue to make mistakes, the same mistakes after 25, you're going to continue to make those mistakes, uh, whether it be in relationship. That's where, that's where I think it's not entirely impossible to change, though, because I'm 32. And I am at the point now where I'm still, like, there's stuff that I was doing that, like I said, I'm going to therapy for. <laughs> I think if you have a will to change or you have like a self-awareness about what's going on and, and you want, like you have a desire to make something different, I think that regardless of your age, I still think it's possible. It might be harder as you get older, but I still think it's possible. Physiologically speaking, yes, it might be harder because your neurons don't do, don't work the same and they take longer to heal or to change you know but i think if you really want it you can you can do it it's all about practice you know what is the (laughs) exercise it's like muscles you know like if you have a muscle no matter what age you are your muscle is going to remain in in the way it is unless you do something to change it here's a thing here's a that requires practice and repetition so yeah every every email i type <laughs> every day opens yes hello and i kid you not every single time i type hello i'm, I'm a grown adult i know how to spell it i put a w at the end why not <laughs> hello and i'm like why why are you all made up anyway yeah. why yeah. isn't it on there I, my brain really wants it to be on there, but I've, I've, because it annoys me so much that I do it every time. I'm like, all right, Allie, here comes a new email. Here we go. Now take your time. <laughs> Don't put it on there. And so, yeah, so, you know, sometimes, but you got to practice. Yeah. But like length of time doesn't change people. It is desire and choice. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Mystic <laughs> Bourbon. If it's not Mystic Bourbon, it's probably something mm. else. It's box wine. Ooh. It's oh, okay. probably it's a box. Ooh. It's from a real bottle that was on the bottom shelf at the grocery store. Oh, you so you bottom shelf. It's yeah. Flat. 
it's what I could reach. Look, crushed grapes is crushed grapes. <laughs> Listen, I like this rooster wine. <laughs> hey, that looks pretty good. T-Rex, you know? Exactly. See, it's delicious. Rex Goliath. Rex Goliath. Uh, it sounds like a really terrible B-movie name. <laughs> Rex Goliath. Watch out, Mr. Rex Goliath. One bottle will last long. <laughs> Rex Goliath. It takes a licking and keeps on drinking. <laughs> well, one thing that I have figured out, uh, I mean, obviously you guys know of my mother's passing, and I have learned a lot about myself and a lot about my family because I found a lot of my mother's journals and stuff like that. And I didn't realize the similarities between my mother and I as far as it goes with uh, traumatic experience in our lives, such as like divorce and uh, our value of self-worth and just the uh, underlining uh, guilt that a lot of us had within, with, uh, within our family. And that was never spoke about as far as that guilt by any means but i think that we just basically figured out that we were guilty <laughs> and then we just said no let's not talk about that let's just push that underneath the rug yeah but my father and i we are extremely alike we almost had the same handwriting and my father wasn't around uh to be a father for a lot of my life I mean I really didn't get to get to know my dad until I was I was already divorced and living with him and prior to that it was just arguments <laughs> but yeah there's pictures of him and I standing side by side and we look exactly the same same mannerisms standing the same way holding the drink the same way it's really awesome. it's amazing what I mean the characteristics that can come through regardless of you know like you observing him or not right yeah i, I mean there, there's many times i heard my mom uh i you know she'd get mad at me because she just looked at me and go damn it you stop acting like your dad and <laughs> dad and dad had been uh, nowhere around me for five years <laughs> well still getting cigarettes <laughs> No. Uh, no, he's he stopped smoking earlier than my mom did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, keep in mind, my dad left. Cigarettes, kid. <laughs> I mean, I was. I, I might have been one when when he left. You know, so, guys. Yeah. I don't want to derail this conversation because I think it's going in a good place. But I need to ask how many pairs of glasses this woman owns. Oh, I bet you. Um, I bet you it's at least a 20-gallon tub. And then I'm going to say, I bet you that her glasses Look, collection cannot okay? compete with Brandon's collection. No, I wear these the, so I can see you. Like, they're, these are the ones, the one. There's one. And then I keep the old pair in a box just in case I break these. I have moved Bernie enough times to know that he has a he could go to his closet right now well probably not right now because he's 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 lost weight because he didn't work working out because he wants to be a badass but <laughs> but at one hey, point in time he he could have not... he could have changed a shirt each day and never repeat the same shirt for at least a year and a half <laughs> 
That's too many. I mean, tubs of shirts. <laughs> he has so many shirts. He could have clothed Haiti during the entire earthquake. Bad. I just can't think that hard. I need like three. I didn't even mean to when I had a capsule wardrobe just because I don't like doing that much laundry. I hate laundry. So, so part of that, part of that uh, was um, not um, not being able to uh, do laundry at points, and then you right. go to Walmart or wherever and you just get new shirts. Yeah. Because you know you have terrible you just need a clean shirt. Uh, yeah, just. I got. I need. I need new clothes. And then next thing you know, you've got three hundred and twenty something shirts. And boom. <laughs> or you, you know, you just turn around. Boom. Three hundred shirts. Honestly, yeah. I have a lot of band t-shirts. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Band t-shirts. Really. Really. I have nice. a lot of band t-shirts that I never wear. I just buy them because I want to support the band, and then I'm yeah. like, and then they don't fit me for whatever reason. But I'm like, you know, and they just they're just sitting in there. In the closet, just hanging out. Yeah, I've I thought about that. I've thought about making a quilt, but then I'm like, do I really like these bands? <laughs> do I like a quilt? Do I really yeah. want to make a quilt? <laughs> I didn't make it out of t-shirts. I just made it out of fabric. I called it my quarantine quilt yeah. because I made it during mm-hmm. quarantine. Yeah. Her nice. fam. Her family motto is, "I can make that." True story. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds yeah. me of that uh, that episode of uh, Portlandia. We can pickle that. <laughs> <laughs> Just put a bird on it. <laughs> She's making earrings now. There was a, there was a uh, research paper that came out a while ago. I was listening to NPR and um, a geneticist talking Liberal. about. Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, I take advantage of public radio. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, that makes me liberal. <laughs> <laughs> geneticists and sociologists were 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 arguing about the nature versus nurture thing, and the geneticists had had uh, proposed the uh, the theory that that all of our decisions are based on genes. We're, we're predisposed to make, um, based on our genetic makeup, certain decisions. Whether it would be, to, and they have. Uh, data to to back this up and how that that people would make the same decisions based on a certain criteria on situation um, versus uh, need and want and you no matter how you changed up the parameters of the of, of what it is they were the decisions they were they were going to make they would typically make the they would well, this one person would always choose a so to speak mm-hmm. and that 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 wasn't up to them there was right. no free choice because it was a genetic which i think i, 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 I could see the argument I, I don't know that i necessarily think that it's actually true but it's it was compelling their data was you know not arguable if it's genetic or if it was like early environmental but i can say that a lot of my decisions throughout my adult life have been motivated by acquiring security so like that's the lens that i would filter all choices through like does this help me to achieve that goal of security 
whatever security looks like, financial security, relationship security, any of those things. Like I just want things to be settled and, and whole and, and trustworthy. And so, you know, I point towards that. What about something like a, like food? Like food security? Not food security, but just like choosing Pepsi or Coke. Oh, well, that's just because I think that's a regional thing. So, but here's the interesting thing. So like I grew up in, in, in Northwest Arkansas, the drink of choice there is Dr. Pepper, because if you are anywhere and around like Texas or anywhere in there, everybody's going to have 14, two liters of Dr. Pepper. Absolutely. Because everybody knows once Dr. Pepper gets below the label, it's flat and disgusting. Yeah. It's gold from here to here, here down, nasty. <clears throat> so Pepsi products are really big, but I actually prefer in relation to security, if it all Okay, so like I would probably choose just not to drink uh, a soda because uh spending money on a, a a like a luxury beverage would not lead me to security. I've never seen her drink water. That's baloney. <laughs> I, I, drink, I drink three things. Water. Coffee. I see how that's going. <laughs> the evening beverages. That's a, that's a very oh, long pointer finger you have. Weird uh, placement on that hand, too. Oh, hey. Hello. The oldest friend <laughs> I have. The oldest friend I have, his name is Shane. He lived uh, a few houses uh, down, and I met him when I was uh, three, almost four years old. But my my parents had to take me down to the house because I was afraid to leave the house. So when I was a kid, I was afraid to go anywhere that wasn't home. Right. Keep in mind, you are currently living at home. At home. Yeah. At that house. Go uh, <laughs> For once in your life, man, go outside. So safe. <laughs> well, but what I do for a little wear a mask. is travel. So I've been all over the world for a kid who's afraid to go four yeah, houses sweet. down. And um, my friend Andrea in, in Asheville, she was one of the first people to really encourage me to just try things. Just do it. What's the worst that could happen? Right. And so, you know, from joining, yeah, yeah, Lee White has so many times, but uh, but at some point, I decided go for it. I hate flying, but it's an occup occupational requirement, so we're gonna do it. And then uh, getting on a bus and traveling out, you know, but, but if it wasn't for getting over that, <laughs> wanting to go somewhere, never would have moved to Nashville, never would have met this. This catch over here, you can probably only see her butt. <laughs> there. Yeah. Um, never would have met Lee White or any of you. Yeah. And, uh, you, you but it's so funny that, uh, you know, when I was four and five years old, I was Peter Pants afraid of doing anything different. Having friends all over the world, because when you when you tour, you get, you get to see them at their best every time you mm -hmm. see them. They're putting on a show, yeah. to show you a good time, and we get show you to good be our food. Best and when as you, well, yeah, right? exactly. And then when you come yeah. home and you're you're stuck in a basement, 
playing rock and roll music with the same five guys. <laughs> or if you're and, going through a depression, depressive episode or you like can't just fucking get up today and you're like, damn, I don't want nobody to see this. You know. Probably 2007-ish. <laughs> uh, Brandon was having, Brandon the singer by morning was having this, his life mm-hmm. falling apart for him and and he was, he was getting ready to leave the band. But he and Tim McGill in the basement of Lee White's house would fight. And these are the two best friends in the world. They'd seen yeah. the best and worst of each other. And Lee White and I and Wit, our drummer at the time, were just so entertained by these arguments that would <laughs> literally almost lead to fist fights. You want to go outside? You want to go outside and fight? You want to go outside and fight? <laughs> and you're looking and laughing at it. I'm surprised guys. they didn't take their shirts off. I'm yeah, surprised. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, yeah, the, the familiarity with it means you get to see the, the, the ugly stuff, but it's, it, you know, but the, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't trade the relationship I have with any of those band guys for anything. Yeah, I think I was just trying to say, like, I get the whole idea <laughs> of wanting... Anonymity? Yeah, anonymity, like, the, the being able to be seen without anybody knowing truly who you are, I think is probably a trauma response you know like a coping mechanism but also a healing part of like if you have had some shit happen to you it's a way to like express yourself without judgment you know when you don't know who they are it doesn't matter because they don't their opinion doesn't make any like it doesn't their opinion is not not that it's not valuable it's just it's not close enough to matter so it's a way for you to like express yourself in a healthy way and get you know if you don't have otherwise healthy coping mechanisms it's a good way to get that shit out and uh it's more comfortable that way i think i think that in and of itself is kind of like what art or music or whatever it is that you're doing kind of like provides for people it's It's a way to like yeah it's very cathartic so but at the same time i think it that's good but also, I'm like, shit, I got to work on myself. <laughs> when I got like, to develop better coping mechanisms for like the times when people do know me. Because <laughs> that's not always going to be the case. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> do you have something, Sarah? Yeah. What? Hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. 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 So, so, so what's so, what you got? I saw you raising your eyebrows. Well, no, it's just that you're talking about anonymity and like, mm-hmm. you know, just... So in college courses, just as an example, in college courses that I didn't care about, or if I felt uncomfortable, I would allow the teacher to continue using my first name rather than correcting them and asking them to use my middle name, which is what I go by. So I was kind of anonymous in that class because I didn't want them to actually know. Yeah, like who's Doug? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, which is funny because I said, Sarah, do you have something? Exactly, to say? that's yeah. funny that you went to that. That's yeah. <laughs> I would. Oh, and that was one of the. I waited and waited and waited. I was in a job that I didn't particularly care for. Whenever I was pregnant with my first child, and I waited until like they were thinking, like, Allie, you're definitely pregnant. Before I would tell them because I didn't want them to have that part of me 
That was my happy private thing. I didn't like them and I didn't want them to join in on it. That's another thing. I think you touch on something like exactly. That's another thing too. Like you ruin it. Like I don't yeah. want anybody to ruin how I feel right now because if you if you're constantly around people that like ruin your happiness, it it's like no, this is mine. This you don't get to have thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Can't. Also, totally. as an aside, my boss at the time was a really loud talker. <laughs> he shouted a lot and he not like in an aggressive or angry way necessarily. He's fine. He was fine. Like, but he was just really loud and he talked a lot. And he I was really worried that um, my baby would come out knowing his voice more than mine and my husband's because <laughs> like we don't we're quiet and we don't, you know, we're not big talkers. It's like he's only gonna know George. Costanza? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Yeah. He was always talking about, you know. Art of Vandalay and. Blake yeah, Vandalay Industries. <laughs> <laughs> He's an architect. Yeah. <laughs> import export, you know? Importer export. Importer export. I'm very impressionable when it comes to Larry David. I have to be careful when I watch Kirby Enthusiasm because I end up acting like a dick. <laughs> So that Anytime is who you are. Is that what you're it saying? is? Kind of, yes. Serious though, I have to be so careful. I'm such an impressionable person when it comes to watching things that if if it if I relate to it too much, I will. I like if I'm watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, you probably don't want to be around me because I'm gonna be a dick. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be like, um, man, you watch it all the time, then. Woo! Damn! Oh, shut the fuck up! You watch? All right, this part is brought by Bacardi Black Spice Rum. No. If it's Move not Bacardi rum, Black huh? Spice Rum, it's probably another brand of rum. I'm the same with Rick and Morty too. I get all existential with them, and I'm like, "Fuck the world." You know, I, I have to be careful what I watch is the point. I'm very impressionable. You're a sponge. I'm a, I'm a sponge for sure. Like, I, God, I really why am. can't why can't you develop your own opinion and own personality? What's up with that? Jeez. Because I'm an empath. Oh, she just got real quiet. That's why. <laughs> I, have own, I have my own opinion and personality. I lack boundaries. Point. <laughs> Have you guys done, I mean, like, I like to do those personality quiz things. So I was a gold. That's what color I am. Um, There's, and then, you know, like the Myers-Briggs things, like I'm always like an INTFJ or I don't know. I can't ever keep those letters straight, but there's always a J in there because apparently I'm judgy. (laughs) Oh yeah, me too. I'm an INFJ You guys are judgy? Get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay. So I so are you guys thinking that what how you are developing as human beings? Is it more of a nature or a nurture? Nurture. Right down the middle. Right down the middle. Hmm. Yeah. It's because you're looking at your genetics, is that right? 
I, I yeah, I think it's impossible to to separate the two. What um, if you're in? What if you're an orphan and you don't know your genetics? Well, you, I think you would have no. I know mine. I'm just asking. You would have no basis to 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 compare something to, but it's still your product of your <clears throat> or your parentage, even if you you don't have their influence growing up. But the influence you guys, that you do. Have you ever um, have you ever uh, seen anything or read anything about those twin studies that they did? I think it was in it was in the Northeast. It was sometime in the early. I'm going to say it went on. I mean, it went on for a long time. And what was unfortunate is that the kids didn't, they were like twins and triplets. They were multiples who were separated, did not know that they were multiples, but all each individual person was studied for a number of years. Mm -hmm. And And they ended up being like similar. They did. Even though they didn't know each other at all. So, you know, I think there's, I mean, there's something to definitely. it. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's, like, definitely a part of it. I think I just get curious about, like, how does that factor into if I think, you don't you know, know, you know? I think that I would have to, you know, in, in, in instances where, you know, like us, like, we're, you know, everybody knows mm-hmm. parents. We understand the the nature portion of it. I do think that, right. you know, not 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 that it's insurmountable but i think that it plays you know there there are co-equal roles taking part whether in a negative or a positive way whether influencing you to do something or influencing you to not do something hey yes, uh, right hey hey tony yes. come up to the uh t- come up to, to the mic here you have you have some things you want to say i have something i want to say <laughs> come up to, come up to the computer <laughs> Hang on, I'm coming. Say because it. Because the, the minute that that question was, or she was saying that, I was like, yeah, she's got something to say. Tony, did you have anything to say about the nature and nurture? Yeah, because you're... Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's well, yeah. I mean, I have, um, I have an extended family that I don't know anything about. Wait, did he just say you're adopted? Yeah. I did not know that. That's well, okay. I mean, her mom. Well, was her I mean, my mom. Well, my mom was my mom, but my dad was not my dad. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Um, and he adopted me, and therefore I came into that family, which was that's a podcast within itself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All of our families are podcasts. Oh yeah, but but the um. The thing that's interesting about it is when my mom passed a couple of years ago and I went through a very similar thing that you are currently going through or have already gone through with like dealing with the estate and lawyers and all of the things, it's a nightmare. Um, but in that whole process, I found out that I have a brother, which <coughs> I know that I have multiple brothers, but I didn't, but I don't know that I have brothers, if that makes any sense. You knew so, they existed, but you didn't know who they were. Right. Or, or, or like, or how they, I mean, not how they exist, but like, but how they exist. Does that make In sense? relation to you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it turns out that I have this brother who lives in Utah. Sure. We'll say it's Utah. I think it's Utah. Are there other U states? It could be. We don't. <laughs> 
It could be Utah, it could be Nevada, it could be Oregon. I'm not sure. It's one of those. Um, but he lives there and he is uh, he is a musician and he does things musically and artistically. And I do things musically related and artistically. And um, we uh, communicate now through Facebook, uh, which I hate Facebook, but if that's how I communicate, then that's how I communicate. Right. But it turns out we both have like the really same like dark, sick, twisted sense of humor, <laughs> and we both like we both cope with you know pain with like humor and things like that. So it's uh it's really interesting that you know even though we have different mothers, we have the same father. It's weird how even like genetically, if you look at like you're looking at me now with no makeup and no retainer and no nothing like if you put a picture of us side by side it's even though we have different mothers you're like oh my god those are like that's like the same person hmm. it's real weird it's real weird and then um i know that i have another brother in california uh he he and i don't look much alike but me and his daughter look exactly alike isn't that funny yeah that is weird but me and my brother so i have a brother through my mom, but we have different dads, and he and I look nothing alike. We are nothing alike. Like, me <laughs> and the brother through my mom look nothing alike, we are nothing alike, we have zero in common, like, other so, than we came out of the same vagina. Like, Are you positive about that? Did yes. you physically witness that? <laughs> well, I mean, I did, but I don't remember it, Please. so like, it could all be a lie. Hey. Like, one of those... <laughs> One of those. Um, this is about asking questions. This isn't anything else. It's about asking questions. Do you remember? You, do you remember when you came out of your mother's vagina? No. Like it please. was. It was very bright. Hard no. I did not cry for Hard the first no. few seconds. Hard no. Hard no. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Do you remember when we were hanging out and you were like, "Hey"? So I definitely checked with. Definitely checked with my dad to find out if he was hanging out in Northwest Arkansas in oh, the yeah. late It's like, dude, I'm I'm pretty sure that my dad is my dad, you know. Like my parents were totes married. Like, I don't think my mom was fooling around with your dad in the late eighties, but thanks for checking. Yeah, well I'm still not so sold completely. <laughs> You gotta, hey, you gotta produce your. You guys are siblings, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see the resemblance. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. It, it, it looks I'm like we need to have a. Right uh, we need to have a swab test. <laughs> Where's your birth certificate? Let's we'll see the proof. Yeah. <laughs> I know hey, I, I came from my. <laughs> I know I came from my mother because she. Uh, she yelled many times about me. Hey. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, she talked many times about it. No, she yelled many times about me. Now, do you think the things that you enjoy in life, is that part of your nature and nurture? Oh, dude. As far as your music, as far as where your music goes, as far God as your damn arts, it, I love how you always are on fucking track. How do you do that? <laughs> for me. I gotta say, I forgot me. what we were talking about. And he's like, by the way. I exist here's our here center. we are growing stuff. Wow. Or a, a, a nature one for me. A nature? Yeah. Like, you know. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. I was so enamored by how you were able to stay on track that I kind of like forgot what you were saying. 
So are there things that you enjoy doing, such as your art, your music, your baking, your five-finger discounting, whatever you do and able to call it a hobby, is it nature or nurture? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that most of the things that I enjoy, like at the, at the root, it's probably nature. I think it's just in there. Like there are some things like, why? So you, you know, think like it's the, just through the, do, do you feel that it's just simply because it's something that was always instilled into your family? Like does your grandparents, aunts, uncles, great grandparents, stuff like that. Is there a, a long line of just wanting to make sure that you could make whatever you needed? I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. You know, that's, that's well, okay. But this is what I'm, this is the, the specifics of like what I'm thinking about. You said like five finger discount and stuff like that. Like <laughs> there, I have some, like, I, I think in my daily life, I'm probably, you know, a pretty classy lady, but, um, like sometimes I just feel like I observe that there are crimes that could be done. You know, like I'm just sitting there and I'm like, man, it would be really easy for a crime to be done here. And like, I don't want to commit crimes, but I mean, you know, the opportunity presents itself. It's hard not to notice. And so it's like, is that, is that just like a, some. Can we make some friends? <laughs> what? Well, what you guys friend? did live really close to each other at some point in time in life. Yeah. What what crimes do you do you sort of okay. stop at? This, this uh, episode one. two or three? Which one's the murder one? <laughs> Was it the one where we were at your house talking about no. what you steal? No, we were here. No, that was oh, like bad. murdering people. No, but okay, wow. this is a specific crime that I've been thinking about lately. There's a stone yard on my way home and like nobody is ever there and the gate is never locked and I would really like some nice big rocks for my garden. And so I'm just thinking like, ain't nobody gonna hassle me if I go over there and hop in that skid steer and throw a couple of big rocks in the back of my truck. Like, no. Who's gonna question? Except for the dead. What? Hmm? The dead? No, it's not I a cemetery. <laughs> I found all rock. Oh my bad. Really weird English writing on them. <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> They're beautiful. One has like, roses on I, it. I, another really one is, looks like a cross. <laughs> it's got some chick's name on it. Sorry. Weird. I can't find one with it my said, name. But some says pop pop forever in our hearts. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my latest crime. Just no, just think about stealing rocks. Okay. Just rocks from my garden. Not cemetery rocks. No. Sorry. I think I just went to a place. I'm sorry. I do. Well, yeah. The funny thing is that there's only two musicians in my family: my cousin Mish and myself. But um. There's always been music in the house growing up. Now, as far as like the parental um, upbringing, making sure that the things that we needed or were nurtured, uh, you know, that that came, you know, especially for my dad. He didn't have that growing up. His parents weren't weren't all that uh, kind to him. Loving. He's such a he's such a great man uh, that he would yeah. support. Um, 
any artistic endeavor that I, 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 I attempted at eighty, you know. But again, part of that raising that he would feel is if you're going to do something, you know, you got to stick with it. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's got to be both for me. So I'm still, I'm still on the on the both. on the both. I think nature and nurture is one thing, but I have I have this like resounding undertow that is curiosity of mine. What about primitive existence? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. not just nature versus nurture, but like primal. Right. Like. Avoid I know that to survival. Some, somewhat of, well, like somewhat of nature is primitive, but also like the primitive existence that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with thought or emotion. It's just survival existence. There's no awareness. Right. A lot of that's a lot of that's baked into the to the um, to the operating system that you don't. Get right. Like when you're born, you just that's what you do is survive and you survive by any means necessary you know and there's no like cognitive or emotional understanding of what you do or why that's what i'm saying like you know if i'm if i'm honest with myself like most of my motivation and and decision making is is filtered through that security which comes back to survival like you know like what is going to ensure that i and my progeny make it so is that what it's all reduced to? You know, yeah. like do we just reduce But I mean, it factors into your decision. existence. Huh? I mean, it, no. What? I, I, obviously, we're, we we have other abilities, but like that, that factors into how we gauge our decisions. I'd say it play, plays well, a maybe, role. I mean, maybe it's a good thing. Like maybe it's a good thing that we factor into how we make our decisions because we realize that we have like a primitive existence and then we also have an emotional existence and we also have a cognitive ethereal or intellectual existence and we have to think about all of those when we make our decisions you know and what we want with life maybe is what i'm <sighs> well our forebears have, have offered us <laughs> they've offered us the opportunity to have ability to to reflect um, right because of you know it started out with just survival yeah and yeah we came, have the luxury of not having to think about those things quite we've, so much we've earned that for ourselves it's a natural part of the human species i mean there's no act that we do that isn't part of our nature as a species just like ants create uh ant hills and little colonies and bees do the things that they do uh, building roads and having philosophical philosophical conversations that's hard to say without teeth <laughs> um, um and uh build guitars or computers and things like that or, or you know it all i read a lot that the people consider this stuff all man-made and, and not natural but it is totally natural it is who we are mm -hmm. species and our survival and comfort and what we've built so far is is a natural part of what we do we've evolved to the point where we can manipulate the world around us to meet our comfort needs as opposed to our bodies evolving to make us more survivable you know, you're not gonna... It's kind of like the idea that science and 
the indoctrination of miracles or mysticism don't have anything to do with each other. They they both coexist with each other. It's just a matter of your perspective. Constructs of 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 our our imagination, uh, right? Born into existence. It's all built so that we don't have to worry about getting killed by a bear or a pack of wolves while taking a dump. Hey, 1993, Tears for Fears, Elemental album. That album shaped my entire future because at that point I had like, I was like so enamored by the, the sound. Talking about primitive nat- nature versus nurture or whatever. A lot of t- I, it, it made me research Tears for Fears, which was Roland Orsball and Curtis Smith. It made me research them and their relationship and like how they knew each other, whatever. And they, that was like the basis of their whole musical journey was their fucking psychological journey of healing from trauma and wounds from their childhood. And a lot of it had to do with primal scream therapy. Did you say scream right. therapy? Yeah, primal primal scream therapy. It's like Carl, uh, Carl Jung, I think is his Jung. name. Jung. Jung. Yeah, yeah. It was like it, it talks about like the the things that you experience are like it, it goes back to remembering things on a, a pre-birth level, which I don't know whether or not I I necessarily subscribe to, but. But it just talks about, like, the fact that, like, who you are goes back to you in the womb sort of situation. Discovering those things and letting them out. It's very interesting. And I've thought about it since then. And also the song Shout, Shout, Let It All Out. (laughs) Always made me think of the fact that... (laughs) It always made me think of the fact that, like, he was just trying to, like, fucking get it out. And, like, I resonate with that like fucking shout shout and i scream and i fucking i let things out and i think that has everything to do with where i've become so like nurture in that way has formed me where nature maybe not so much because i learned about them and i continued on with that because i resonated with them which may also be a part of my nature yeah it's both well, I was hoping it wasn't because of the Motley Crue album Primal Scream. I was no, hoping it was not. No, <laughs> I don't even know that album. I'm sorry. It, it's a uh, it's a good thing you don't. So we'll just go with that. Days, it's all in the mind. It's element. No, I mean, because I, that was the song on Elemental. He goes, "These days, it's all in the mind. It's elemental. It's like you have control over what you." And I, I, I think that stuck with me. Like, ultimately, you control your universe, you know? You have control over it. What do you think, Lee? Like, what was what was the first moment, like, when when you knew you were going to, like, music was, was it? Well, it started when I was probably around six, seven, eight years old of listening to Diana Ross, the Glenn Miller Orchestra, uh, Ventures, Al Herbert, and stuff like that, of where I realized I wanted to do something musical. And so... Um, saxophone was very prominent with those music styles and so that's why I started playing saxophone and then when I started listening to punk bands like the Misfits and DRI and is when I turned more into a bass player and then I developed going back to my mother's roots of listening to James Brown and stuff like that but I started playing bass 
So that's how I knew that I was going to become a, a musician. Uh, the bass just spoke to me and all of that. And I listen to death metal majority of the time, and I do not play death metal bass. <laughs> yeah, my, my influence is um, uh, versus how it translates to my playing, or you wouldn't, it's hard to tell in a lot of cases. But yeah, for me, it was, uh, it was um, freshman year of high school, a buddy of mine made me listen to Led Zeppelin 4. It's got, uh, you can, part of the, the beginning of the track has the tape machine winding up. It's got this blah, 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 blah. And then Robert Plant's voice. And then when the band comes in, the way it hit, it was like, it was like. The fact that you had a guitar right there and able to yeah, play right, that lick. So that's even, no. No. It, um, it hit and it was a paradigm shift because everything that I knew before that moment was that I was either going to play football or basketball and I was going to join the Marines. And then that moment, everything was, I was going to be a drummer. And then my parents said they weren't going to buy me a drum set. You have no body rhythm. I do not. I do not. It took time to learn that. But, but it was, it was I couldn't, I couldn't, <coughs> I couldn't. Get Your body rhythm so bad you couldn't be a porn star. Not on camera. Some voice out, yeah. I can do Foley yeah, just work. audio. Yeah, I can do Foley work. <laughs> um, I'm a voice actor in a porn. What? <laughs> yeah. the, the, the irony of all of that is that all those records were at here in this house, in the other mm-hmm. room, and that radio was always on. But I listened that, that that moment. I remember everything about it. I remember what the room looked like, what all, all of it, and it was it was over. Every terrible decision in my life is because of Led Zeppelin. <laughs> and I wouldn't trade it for anything. So Led Zeppelin was one of your main nurturers, is what I'm understanding. Uh, it yeah. I mean, as soon as it hit, it was like a drug. The pursuit of the feeling on stage. And I played more with Lee than anybody else uh, on stage when everything is locked in, when everything plays, when everything is right, when everything sounds right. When you know, it, it's it. There's there's nothing like it. There's nothing to replace it. And when it, you can't do it anymore, it hurts more than anything else. And 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 every decision in my life that I've made since that moment has been to either be on stage or make a living in the music business there's nothing like it i cannot it can't be replaced by anything so what we have come to understand is that um uh is that we feel that nurture seems to be more of a part than nature other than some of us believe that genetics play far more of a part than their environment and how they they run I think that it's definitely a culmination of the two. Mm-hmm. I'd like to think that I have an option, I suppose, as to where my future goes in that regard, and that I'm not uh, confined by either of those things. And who I am because of uh, nature, I'm, I'm how I am uh, <laughs> in nurture. Mm-hmm. And I will go ahead and answer for uh, Possum. It's out as fat. All right, guys. It's all fat. 
<laughs> so, so we're going to continue on with this lovely episode here shortly. So there you have it. Nurturing seems to be on the front of contributing to who we are. Personally, I feel that we are influenced by both. If it wasn't for nurturing of my family and friends, I might not have gone a creative route with music and art. But genetics took away my lovely blonde locks and gave me a nice dose of being bipolar. Oh, and messed up feet. Like extra bones in my feet type of messed up. And it's all genetic. It's pretty interesting. Anyway, well, for those of you that subscribed to this podcast, you might have noticed that there had not been a new episode in a couple months. And the reason is that my mother passed away on the 28th of February. Her passing, it it took the air from my lungs, and I had no words. I'd sit down to do the podcast, and nothing would come out. My mother was my coach, my teammate, my cheering squad. She supported anything creative I got involved with. All she requested is that it was true to me. She raised me to be opinionated, question when needed, and observe the world with an open mind. The Happy Social Experiment is dedicated to her. She loved the idea. Even though she wasn't keen on the cussing and sometimes drinking and the dark humor and topics, but she knew it was true to me. She knew that it was a passion. And, uh, and I loved her for it. Still do. <laughs> I guess you don't stop loving your mom. That just wouldn't make any sense. Anyway, guys, uh, that's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and share with your family and friends. If you have any questions or comments, you can email me at happysocialexperiment at gmail.com. All right. Later, taters. See you in a little bit. Thanks for joining and listening. Click the subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at HSEPC and Instagram at Happy Social Experiment. If you have comments, questions, or want to share a story, email us at happysocialexperiment at gmail.com. Later, taters. Well, let me end. Well, let me end your bedtime story with these lovely lyrics from from our mm. Children Safe band Slayer. <laughs> Spirits damned to rot amidst the bri- brimstone fireballs. Eyes of the dead, watching from their living walls, broken glass reflections show your flesh eaten away. Beyond the gates, I'll take you where the blood forever reigns. Good night, sweet Allison. Good night, guys. Have fun. (laughs) Happy stealing. Good night. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.